As we continue in Eastertide, our scripture reading this morning tells the story that Krista told to the children, the story of the road to Emmaus. Listen for the word of God to us today. Now on that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, what are you discussing with each other as you walk along? They stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place there in these days? Jesus asked them, What things? They replied, The things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things took place. Moreover, some women from our group astounded us. They were at the tomb early this morning, and when they did not find his body there, they came back and told us that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see Jesus. Then they said to them, Jesus said to them, Oh, how foolish you are, and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things, and then enter into his glory. Then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them the things about himself in all the scriptures. As they came near the village to which they were going, he walked ahead as if he were going on. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, because it is almost evening and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while opening the scriptures to us? And that same hour they got up and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven and their companions gathered there together. They were saying, The Lord has risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. And then they told what had happened on the road, and how Jesus had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. May God continue to be with us this morning as we seek to understand and embody this word to us today. So, as part of an attempt to kind of defy the idea that low Sunday is the boring Sunday, I thought we would try something a little different this morning during our sermon time, and that is something called Lexio Visio. 
or sometimes visio divina. It's a way of meditating and engaging with scripture through not only words, but also images. Some of you may have experienced Lectio Divina at some point, which is a sacred reading. Lectio uh, Visio Divina is when we combine the words of scripture also with a picture, and we use the picture to help us engage with the scripture and uh, experience it and hear it and see it in a new way. Now, Eastern Christians, Eastern Orthodox Christians, have been doing this for years through the use of icons. And in pre-literate Christian cultures, like in medieval Europe, where most people couldn't read, all those stained glass windows and the old cathedrals and the paintings on the walls of churches were a way of helping people who could not read scripture for themselves understand and experience the story. Now, when we got to the Reformation, when we were kind of trying to get rid of all things Catholic, we sort of got rid of a lot of that imagery as well. But in the last century or so, we've kind of realized that maybe we threw at least some of the baby out with the bathwater. And you see, even in staunchly Protestant churches like this, that we're back to stained glass windows and images and symbols as ways of helping us appreciate and understand God's story. So today, we're going to try a little bit of Lectio Divina, Visio Divina. And to do that, I'm going to have to do two things. First is, let's all say a quick prayer that the AV works. This is one of those things where you try it three times. And, man, yes, there it is. Okay, now the other thing we're going to need to do is those of you who are in the far, uh, over far toward, um, toward my right, probably can't see the whole picture. So I'm gonna need you to scooch over, probably till you're at least parallel with the lectern so you can see the whole picture. I was confident that on the Sunday after Easter there would probably be room for people to scooch over just a little bit. So scooch over, I hope, until you can see this whole picture. Now this picture is called now, Serving Girl at Emmaus. And it's by a Spanish painter called Velazquez. And according to most art historians, they think it was probably painted about 1620. And for many years, as it changed hands and finally came to the uh, Museum of Art at Dublin, it was simply called Serving Girl. And then in 1933, they cleaned the painting and they discovered that in that upper, far upper corner, there was actually a scene of Jesus eating with his disciples. And so now the painting is called Serving Girl at Emmaus. So let us engage now in the practice of Visio Divina, expanding our engagement with God's words through contemplation of a picture. This picture shows a sewing girl, a serving girl, as she overhears what is happening in the next room at the moment when Christ reveals himself to his disciples in the breaking of the bread. So as you look at this picture, what in the image first draws your eye? Is it an object? Is it a person? Is it an expression? 
Is it a gesture? Is it a shadow? Is it a patch of light? And now that you have noticed what it is that first caught your eye, consider how might that thing deepen your experience of this gospel story? What or who does that thing that caught your eye bring to your mind, either from this story or from your life right now? What or who is this thing that has caught your eye asking you to pray for, asking you to notice anew? asking you to consider and see in a new way. And then the next step in Visio Divina is to take some time to pray for or contemplate those people, places, situations, things, emotions, that this thing that has caught your eye is opening in your heart. So let's take a moment simply to do that, a few moments of silent prayer and contemplation. step in Visio Divina is to respond in some way. If you're doing this on your own, for example, at home with a book of paintings or a computer of images, you could journal or paint something of your own. But today I'm going to invite us, if you're, if you're comfortable or able to do it, to simply take about one minute and turn to someone close to you and simply share what it was that caught your eye and how it may have deepened the story for you. Okay, just one minute, I'll count, okay? It may require you to move a little bit to get close to where somebody is.
The next step is to pull back out and again look at the painting as a whole while we hear the text read through again a second time. So I'd invite you to consider the painting as a whole while Donald reads the text again for another time. And then notice what you notice as you hear it again while looking at this picture. Now this same day, we were down on the village called the Miles, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them. But they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces stopped. One of them named Khalil Ross, asked them, Are you the only one that's in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things? he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, he replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb only this morning, but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had sent a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the woman had said, but they did not see Jesus. He said to them, How foolish you are! and how slow to believe all that the prophets had spoken. Did, did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? In beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached to the village to which they were born, Jesus continued on as if he were going farther, but they urged him strongly, Stay with us, for it is near evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened, 
and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he taught us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? They got and returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven and those with them, assembled together and saying, It is true, the Lord has reason and has appeared to Simon. And the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. And the final stage is to contemplate, again in a few moments of silence, what is this story and this visual interpretation of the story inviting you to change or do after you leave this time and place of worship? So we'll take just a moment to do that. And as we emerge from our contemplation, a poem in response to this painting by Denise Levertov. She listens, listens, holding her breath. Surely that voice is his, the one who looked at her once across the crowd as no one had ever looked. Had he seen her? Had he spoken as if to her? Surely those hands were his, taking the platter of bread from hers just now. Hands he'd laid on the dying and made them well. Surely that face, the man they'd crucified for sedition and blasphemy, the man whose body disappeared from its tomb, the man it was rumored now some women had seen this morning alive. Those who had brought this stranger home to their table don't recognize yet with whom they sit. But she, in the kitchen, absently touching the wine jug she is to take in, a young black servant intently listening, swings round and sees the light around him and is sure. Amen.